They came to us from White Harbour and Barrowton, from Fair Market and King's Landing, protecting men, women and children who will never know their names. It is for us to remember them. And now their watch is ended. And now their watch is ended. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And welcome, internets, to another episode of Fan Bros. The show where the bros are fans or something to that extent. It's your boy, DJ Ben Hameen, and oh my god, oh my god, again. Ah. I, I can't even begin, folks. It's special delivery. It's the Game of Thrones finale. I'm joined in the spaceship by the one and only... Kim Sonian Space Ghost producer, Vermithrax pejorative, or Drogon, if you guys think I should rock that. Ooh, Drogon. New one for the Kim Sonian Space Ghost producer. Well, of course, I'm Ben Amin, aka the Butcher of Names, also known as the William Shatner of hip hop, amongst other things, DJ Scroll. <laughs> and like I said before, man, Game of Thrones finale for the season. Timsonian, what was the name of this episode other than awesome? <laughs> uh, well, Ben, this was called The Children. So just straight into the point, no like poetic anything, just The Children. Yeah, I peeped that, and at the beginning of the episode, I'm like, what the is the children about? You know, what's that? Is it could be all Aria, you know? Right. All the time. But all right, let's not jump ahead. This episode was jam-packed, man. Also, real quick, want to shout out San Antonio Spurs for taking that nice one. But yeah, man, Jon Snow. Yeah. The, the downfall of it's Max Raider. Is that my man's name? Because that's an awesome name. What is his name? Uh, you know what? It's blanking out on me. And that guy, that that actor. The head of the Wildlings, that actor is like in a million things, too. Um, Word up, he is. And it's it's even tough to recognize him under all that fur he's wearing. But right. I definitely have seen him in enough things. Can't remember his name off top. But Stannis Baratheon shows up in royal fashion. I mean, the, yeah, the, I, I was like, oh, Gladiator all over again. I loved it. Came in at the exact moment that he needed to show up. Full force. Full battle scene in the in the forest. I was like, this is great, you know. Uh, no CGI, it looked like. And, no. uh, yeah, everybody's getting cut up, and the Wildlings just took an L on that one. And some sweet acting, directing as they took the L. Some, I mean, amazing action cinematography. The shot of Stannis and his right-hand man walking up with the Wildling charging him, only to get taken down by the horsemen. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. And actually, when I saw when I saw him walking up, I was like, "Oh, that's Ben Hamin's boy," because now that he's got Iron Bank money, he could buy all those troops, he could buy all the gear, and he's he's doing his full-fledged kind of move on the throne. Word up, and you know, I definitely mess with the Iron Bank. So, you know, Jon Snow pleads for the, I, I want to say his name is Max Raider, but I, I'll just roll with Max Raider because that's a dope name. If not, I'll roll with that next week. But yeah, Jon Snow pleads for his life and he gets spared. Stannis, you know, rolls into the um, wall. They burn up all the bodies from the battle. Jon Snow, you know, 
has his moment. And yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it was a little, you know, it was a little touching, sappy for some. I thought it was a little yeah. extra, but I guess he needed to he needed to cry it out. I was really glad that they didn't go with the Walking Dead moment there though, and have her get up from the fire and like chase him down, and him have to murder her one more time. <laughs> that would have been cool. <laughs> no, that would have been terrible. Yeah, that would have been like, awesome if she turned into a White Walker and then he had to like reflip the whole thing and kill her again. That would have been cool. Oh man, that would have been so unnecessary. What's her name again? Egret. 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 Yeah, I can never get that right. I want to say Egret, but yeah, it's Egret. Either way, rest in peace to Egret. Yeah, R.I.P. Uh, yeah, I like yeah, I like the line where he was like, "She really loved you because uh, she all she could talk about was killing you." So uh, <laughs> that's that wildling love, you know. It's like, it's hey like man, either, we always hurt the ones we love. Ex- yeah, in wildling fashion, they'd literally just kill you. So <laughs> might want to stay away from the wildlings for future reference. Also, another redhead enters Jon Snow's life. Did you peep Melisandre giving him the eye? Man, and the first thing I thought of was like, up, oh, she's gonna want another baby by that dude. <laughs> As soon as Melisandre she she smells new meat, she's jumping on that man. She's like, "Who's the next cat I can I can get some royalty out of?" But uh, yeah, I mean Melisandre made her. She you know you saw her through the fire and it was all dramatic. But I'm so glad they didn't have her like really kind of start talking because I didn't need another like like lecture and I wanted to see what was going to happen to everybody else. So um, I have she to say, though, the first, the first 10 minutes, yeah, exactly. The first 10 minutes of this episode, though, I have to say I was already hooked. I was like, we're on another level. After last week with the Giants and the Mammoth and the Wall and all that, I was like, it's going to be interesting to see how they top that. And even in the first 10 minutes, I was like, oh, they got me. I, I got to see what happens next. Word up. And, like, shout-outs to Chico Leo because, like he says, usually in Game of Thrones, the ninth episode of the season is where everything goes buck wild. And then the 10th episode is more of a calm down and a setup for the net season. But this one kind of bucked the trend on that. I mean, totally. Joint. <laughs> like, folks, we haven't even gotten past the first 10 minutes. You had horsemen on cavalry, you know, attack. Um, you know, I mean, well, we did jump around. But, you know, Jon Snow burning up, Egret, burning of other bodies. Just a lot. Speaking, jumping back, you know, if we want to go in chronological order of the show, Cersei, oh man, gets gangster and gross all at once. <laughs> well, I, yeah, like, I mean, she basically comes out and tells her dad that, you know, uh, I'm an incestuous child. And yeah, your children, like the that. rumors I'm about that life. Exactly. And the rumors of incest are true. And your whole idea, Tywin, your whole idea of a, of a royal family that is spotless is, you know, your image is completely broken. So take that. And then right after that goes and gets it on with Sir Jamie. And I have to say something right here. Okay, I'm not, you know, like, once again, as we all know, we don't read the books yet, even though I plan to read them in the off season. But this season, there was a big moment where Jamie, you know, raped Cersei. Right. And it to have this turnaround where she's just, oh, I love you, you're my lover, et cetera, even though she's, you know, cold and calculating, it still rub me the wrong way you know it seems a little bit like uh, i don't know they're just gonna brush over that rape and since it wasn't in the books according to book readers it seems like they're just gonna ignore it from here on out 
Yeah, I think, you know, this this was less of a power play on Cersei's part or like Jamie trying to assert his uh, connection to her like he did, I guess, in the rape scene somehow, if that's a twisted way of saying it. But I think what was really interesting is that she's, I don't know if it's calculated because we didn't really linger on it, but she's really just letting go of all her facade. And it seems like mm. she has nothing left to to be have a facade about because you know uh she's just really kind of letting it all out nothing nothing is left you know and so, so it's kind of like f it you know if this dude raped me at one point i love him anyway well it's not even about the rape i think she's just trying to take down this house this this facade that's her own family and she she was tired of it now i don't know because she's such a calculating woman i don't know how much i trusted it but in that sense I think what happens is Jamie gets the guts, or not the guts, but basically the willingness to go and, you know, face Tyrion and and get Tyrion, you know, free. And I felt like that was, I don't know, I felt like all the kids were united. I mean, definitely Cersei and Jamie more than the others, but I feel like, you know, he could move freely without her going to kind of like to backbite whatever effort he was about to make you know what i mean and i'm really uh, in terms of Tyrion, that you said that jamie and cersei were more united than the others but (laughs) yeah um also shout out to her turning the mountain into bane it seems in this episode because as they're trying to heal him you know they talked about uh well you know will this make him weaker and no you know and so the mountain's gonna come back stronger Unlike his brother. Yeah. Mm. What a great, great uh, section of the episode. I don't even know what to call it. I just was so dumbfounded. I loved it. Man. It just stood on its own. You could just watch that on its own. I mean, of course, with the context, it's even better. But just the way it stood out in the episode. And, of course, we're talking about the Arya Hold on, Stark. hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh. Spoiler alert. I mean, oh, okay, I okay, think, okay. You know, I mean, this is huge, but, <laughs> okay. you know, if you haven't watched the episode yet, what are you doing listening to the finale review of Game of Thrones? Exactly. Um, Arya but, Stark yeah. runs into Brienne. Yeah, and I mean, they... I was... Let me just say something real quick. Go ahead, go I ahead. was typing notes for the show as I'm watching, and so my, my notes say, Arya meets Brienne, and I'm like, oh... And then my notes ended for the next 10 minutes because right. I just couldn't type anymore. Right, <laughs> right. I mean, I felt the same way. I was just like, okay, how long is it before Brienne really recognizes that, oh, that's Arya Stark? And so then the Hound shows up, and then when her man, oh, I forget his name. Um, Podrick. Right. How can you forget Podrick? Podrick, right. Podrick is like, oh, my God, that's the Hound. And then she's like, oh, wait. And so then the tension starts building and building and oh. building. And I was like, yo. And then when they pulled the sword halfway, and then they pulled the sword fully out. And then I was like, ah, she's going to get her head, like, eaten alive. Like, doesn't she know who the hound is? But that fight was unbelievable. Unbelievable. So well staged. So well staged. Um, Cinematography, once again, off the chain, man. Yeah, and the editing on that fight was just, like, really, really good. And then where they were, they're in some... I mean, where did they shoot that? They're on some cliff in, like, Iceland or something. Um, Right. Anyway, it was, like, really, really uh, well done, perfectly choreographed, and you just felt every blow. And at every point, you're just sitting there like, who's going to get stabbed first? You know, that's what I was thinking. That's the thing. I didn't really think that, the you know, the Hound had that big of an advantage over Brienne. I know Brienne is, you know, a straight-up stone-cold murderer with the sword. So, 
you know, and the Hound is great too, but obviously, you know, as you see, and only because of her being, you know, more of a knight, I guess, or more noble, you know, did the Hound really even stand a better chance, but goodness gracious. Yeah, that, right? that last flurry of, uh, of just right hands to, to the hound's face <laughs> where she was just wilding out MMA style. It was like, yo, and you're like Mike Tyson's punch out. Totally. Of man. She was just hitting that, that punch button. Right like, hook. Right super, hook. Super fast. Right. Knock him out. Yeah, man. That was, that was really well done. That was really, and he impressed. had the straight fatality falling off the cliff too. Like, yeah. Well, I, you know, it was interesting. Cause I thought that he was a goner. Cause that angle of when he falls off, I thought that, I didn't really get a to to uh, a good angle on the depth of how far he how far he was falling and you know but it it led to such a great scene between him and uh, Arya wrapping up their their relationship you know most definitely did I mean that in itself was an amazing scene and still filled with tension because I was just sitting there like please Arya do not let this dude try one last moment to kill you, you right know? right. Right. Because the Hound at this point is just proving his utter griminess with everything he says to her, just grimy beyond belief. And but then also, he, yeah, and then he ends up trying to like plead for his life. He ends up begging her. I mean, you just show, it shows at at the end what a weak, scared man he really was. Like as big and strong as he was since he'd been a kid, you know, burned by his brother, he was always scared and. Oh man! I love the Once stone again. cold the uh, the stone cold stairs. Arya's stone cold stairs. She Ooh. was just ice cold. She's like, I got this now. I don't need anybody. She's Looking like, I like got Tony this. Tony Parker on the court out there, boy. Exactly. That girl. I know. And then she just snatches his money. She's like, Oh wait, let me check. Oh no, psych. <laughs> I'm not gonna stab you. I'm gonna take your gold because I need it to travel. Thank you very much. I'll leave you for the vultures right now. Oh my God! Yeah, love so. that. <laughs> and there's definitely no coming back from that one. So another RIP of the episode. RIP to the Hound. Yeah, it was a bloody episode all around. Um, I love one last thing about Arya. I love the ending for her. Headed off to Bravos, is it? Bravos. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. She finally yes. fulfilled uh, the. I guess the she used the coin that she got in the first season. So. Uh, yep. Finally the, played that. That's not no. That's from like the second season. Oh, that's is that second? The, oh, right, right, right. Second season. Not right. from the dancing man, but from the face changing. That's man. right. That's right. That's right. Yep. So shout out to Arya. No more lone wolf and cub for her. Just cub. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now I am the master. <laughs> exactly. She grew up. Um, I gotta jump around like a little bit. Um, I think uh, I gotta say I really like the uh, the dragon when we got to the Khaleesi. The whole oh. ch- chaining up the two dragons, I, I I don't know, man. I thought that was really, you know me. I'm I have a weak heart for dragons, so uh, when she locked him up, I was I was weeping inside, Ben. I mean, I couldn't I take feel it. You some thug tears right there, Kim Sony, <laughs> it was, because it, the, it was it was, it was also, dragon dragon tears. <laughs> man, the the Khaleesi's reign is not going to end well. All right, I'm putting it out there. I put it out there before about. Um, Young Stark, when he was, you know, messing around, I knew that his reign wouldn't end well, and the Red Wedding proved that. And I don't think, you know, Khaleesi's going to catch that bad one, but she's making moves that are going to end. You know, you can't lock up some dragons underground and expect that to ever, ever end well. And then the one that's flying around, Drogon, who's just flying around, she's got to tame him somehow. 
Something's happening, happen. and it's not going to happen. Yeah, he's out there killing three-year-olds in the fields and burning up, you know, anything that he wants to. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how that uh, relationship plays out on the show. And, yeah, and uh, her, whole in, her whole empire with the slaves wanting to be sold back into slavery. It's just there's a there's some you know she got a lot of things going on that it's going to take. And if she puts her dragons on the ground, other than that, she just has an army, and a lot of people got an army at this point. So right, and then. Who knows if, you know, Grey Worm and the the new brown chick, I forget her name, but, uh, you know, who knows if they might conspire against her or, who, you know, wow. who knows what kind of alliances are forming right now. So True indeed, because she sent away her best man, you know, who was definitely the one who loved her the most and, you know, got friend zoned on out of there, basically. Basically, so, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's, so it's tight on Khaleesi. I'm sorry to say. I thought she was going to be the champion at the end, but uh, I, I'm I'm taking that vote out. You know, I'm more of a Jon Snow for the throne right now. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, but you know, like I said before, episode jam packed with craziness, and we finally see the return once again. I'm typing notes. You know, my only note is Hodor. You know? <laughs> right. 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 And then I had to stop for another 10, 15 minutes because Bran, Hodor, little man and his sister, you know, finally arrive at the tree. Once again, giving me the straight up and down um, dark tower feeling from Stephen King. You know, they've arrived at this magical tree in the middle of the snow. Right. Out of nowhere, Hodor versus Skeletor, Jason and the Argonauts, however you want to do it. Yeah, it I mean, if it's not, it's it's totally Jason and the Argonauts. Anytime you have skeletons fighting with, uh, you know, swords and shields and, and, and going coming alive, that's it's all Ray Harryhausen, 1963, Jason and the Argonauts, look it Rest up. Rest in power. Yeah, to totally. I mean, you know, everybody's tried to duplicate it. Army of Darkness tried it. Anytime you have skeletons with with swords, it's a nod to Harryhausen. So, and these are CG I was skeletons. Not too. mad at the nod, boy. Yo, them skeletons were moving. They were on when fire, man. They, they were totally you know, when on they fire. got up and started running at them. It was a quick problem. It's like you think fast zombies are a problem. Your fast skeletons <laughs> exactly. with swords and axes and shields are a problem. Yeah, popping out of the ground too, like nothing. It was tight on them, though. Suddenly, the title of the episode appears. The children, who seem to be older than everyone on the planet, one of them appears, throws some fireballs, burns up some skeletons. Unfortunately for Little Man and his sister, Little Man, another RIP for the episode, takes some sword to the chest from a laying down skeleton and... And then has to get a fireball. You peep him turning to a white walker, too. Ah, you know, I missed that. I got a freeze frame Wow, wow. You missed that, yo. Yeah, right before the fireball hits him, his eyes crystallized blue. Oh, oh, you know what? I I mean, I saw that, but I I didn't register it that way. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. Yep, and then the fireball hits him, so that duns him off. Right, right, right. Yeah, those no children kind of spooked me out, man. I, I was kind of like, okay, I, I dig the fireball throwing thing, but I was like, what, what are we looking at here? Who, who are these kids? Or who and, is this I mean, kid? She only, you know, my notes, once again, I had Old Man Logan. You know, for those who read uh, Marvel Comics, you know, the children lead him to a big old man sitting in a tree. 
And I was thinking, you know, Wolverine and the uh, children, you know, at Professor Xavier's school because wow, it's like, yeah, I'm stretching, but you know, that's how we do it on Fanbro's show. <laughs> but yeah, we had the old man in the tree and these children who seem to be older than everyone on the planet. Like they, you know, that's the one thing they say. The first people who saw us, you know, said we were the children, right? But we were old before they came here, basically. Right, so. right, right. This show once again. And these books, obviously, it, you know, you think of magic as these little whoop, 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 you know, small parts of the show. But then you get it turned into this, like, the show is obviously with the return of the dragons in the first season. From then on, you see more and more magic coming into it. These children are definitely on another level with it. The old man seems to be on another level. Tells Bran that he'll never walk again. But boy, you will fly. Right. That third eye, that third eye raven. That's Her gonna, Raven the, the, shows up again. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the whole, all that stuff, man, it's, it's, it's about to be on for that guy. The magic's about to step up, you know, to a much higher level. I got to say, personally, when I first, I remember when Game of Thrones first premiered and I, you know, the way they promoted it, I was like, oh, finally a, a fantasy saga that I can, you know, jump into. And, uh, you know, I was kind of disappointed as the season wore on as far as the fantasy component went. And it took me a while to really adjust to the palace intrigue of it all and all this. But I got to say, this episode was the episode that I, I think, expected from season one. Like, this I mean, was the one that really so delivered. Much, like, I feel you, though. Because that, but I kind of love that about Game of Thrones because I expected the same thing. I expected swords and sorcery, and all we got was swords. So it was like, uh, what's this about? But I never forget, at the end of the first season, though, I was sitting in my room jumping up and down, when those dragons unwrapped themselves around Khaleesi, because it was just like, oh, okay. Right, right. And then it just, you know, it's kept multiplying from then on and then on. And in this episode, like you said, we had dragons, we had wolves, we had fireballs being thrown, we had <laughs> old man and trees. Skeletons you know. with, with swords. Oh, man, it was going down. And like I said, the episode's still not over, or at least the coverage, because there were so many RIPs tonight, and one last mm, mm, mm. the most important father's day gift ever <laughs> happy father's day <laughs> i mean think about it it's like the perfect thing they knew exactly what they were doing kudos to the writers oh my god that was the even... perfect father's day gift and and that's so funny because hbo had these commercials leading up to this episode where they were wishing happy father's day and they had tywin doing all his grimy moments that's awesome <laughs> That's awesome. And like all the fathers of the show doing grimy moments. So it was like Happy Father's Day. There it and is. Yes, folks. Tywin, my lion, as Shay says. Oh, man. Yeah. You know what, man? Mm. Hey, man, like Snoop says, you know, we don't love them. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not that hip hop dude, Ben, but when but I wait, saw her. What did Snoop say? What? You know, we don't love them, them, oh, yeah, them peoples, yeah. oh, <laughs> those people. We don't love those people. I those. mean, also you had to say, you know, it's, you can't hate the player, hate the game, folks. But, I mean, the game got so grimy it right It got there. really like, grimy in, like, literally two minutes. It was, like, two minutes of the show. The whole thing switched around. One, I was yelling at uh, Tyrion, like, what, what's all this double back stuff? Oberyn double backs and gets his head exploded. You know, takes too long to, to, to thrust his sword. And here's Tyrion, like, I need to say something to somebody before I leave. 
Like, what's motivating you, my man? And then... The funny thing is, I thought Tyrion suspected that it wasn't safe up there. Because that was my suspicion. The way Jamie was like, when he was like, thank you for my life. And Jamie's like, ah, yeah, just keep him moving, bro. You know, I was kind of worried for Tyrion for a mm. second. So that's why I thought he was doubling back. But no... I don't know what Tyrion was looking for, but what he found was, like, folks, I mean, you know, everyone's had some bad relationships, I'm sure, and that's just the grimiest stuff ever to hear, you know, your former lover address another lover by the same name she used to run with you, like, mm. (laughs) well, actually, it happens to be your father who is who's been the one orchestrating your demise like openly in front of the whole you know kingdom and here he is i mean actually i gotta say you know the fight between brienne and the hound was awesome right and then here we have kind of an echo of that here we have we, we have Tyrion trying to get it on with with shay and and he's actually kind of losing i felt like she kind of had him and Man. uh but you know in the end of course he grabbed that that uh that necklace and he had to do his his duty um and take her out so then what happens oh. next though is really what's i guess the climax of maybe the entire series i have to say has led up to this moment which is you know he finds tywin in the most compromising position other than finding him in the bed with Shay, which would have been, would have been even worse. But yeah, the second most compromising position, perhaps. If I, I'll give that to you. I mean, and they there they proceed to have a conversation, and uh, you know, it doesn't go well for uh, Tywin. I have to no, say, no, no, Tywin, you know, falls for that trap of not listening to what the man with the crossbow said to you. Like, if a man says, don't call her a whore when he's pointing a crossbow at you, you should really, really, right. really pay close attention to that one. Right. And mm. he said it again and ca- caught another bad one. So yeah. um, it's funny that the two guys who both pleaded for their lives and who died in the episode were also both on the toilet at some point. I mean, the hound was actually <laughs> going to the bathroom before we got to see him, too. Uh, and then he get, he met his... His fate, and then here's Tywin pulling an Elvis and literally dying on the toilet. So it's like you know, at the The hand of his son. (laughs) I'm just thinking, like they put so much into this episode. Again, kudos that you can actually wrap up a series, or actually a season, I should say, with such a dynamic episode that's so entertaining and that doesn't really leave a lot to the imagination and. We still want to see more. You know what I mean? Oh, and the crazy thing about it is, though, it just opens up so many different things. I used exactly. to just wrap up with a few openings, but now it's like next season. There's to be so many ways this to go. I've heard from people who've read the books that this is episode deviates completely from the books. Oh wow! So yeah, there's definitely major changes ahead. Oh great! One last thing, I have to shout out my man Ferris and his quick turnaround. When the bells start ringing for Tywin's death, and he realizes that it's time for Ferris Bueller's day off because my man hops on that boat <laughs> with Tyrion. He's like, peace, see you later. So that, what's I mean, interesting about that is remember that he's angling for the throne as well. And so now we're kind of in a, he's in a recessive mode. You know what I mean? He's not yeah. close to the throne anymore. So it actually leaves 
the the Stannis uh, Baratheon lane a lot more open. Um, so we'll see what next season, you know, really does. Yeah, man, that was an, um, I mean, just incredible ending, you know, to the season. Once again, like you said, shout out, kudos, propers, everything to HBO. I don't always think that Game of Thrones is the best show. Like some people say, you know, like the best show ever, you know, it's once again, everyone always wants to crown a show that suddenly gets hype as the best show ever. But this has definitely been one of the best seasons of the show. Incredible all around. Also, we have to shout out, you know, as usual, we watch everything that's popping on the TV sphere. And Orphan Black, Penny Dreadful also had really huge episodes. Got one more of Orphan Black, two more of Penny Dreadful. We'll talk more about it on Tuesday on the regular Fan Bro show. But yeah, this episode, just too much Game of Thrones. I'm sorry, folks. It, it was just too crazy. Yeah, people are going to be talking about this, for, at least for, you know, I mean, we were talking about, you know, the Oberyn death for, I don't know, a week and a half. Um, and now that, now that it's over, people are going to, I'm sure people are going to binge watch the whole season from top to bottom again. So True indeed. I'm definitely going to watch this episode at the very least again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, shout out to everyone. Like we said, we'll cover everything else on Tuesday. Game of Thrones, children episodes, season four. This is now season four. Say season four in the bag. Yeah. Yeah, in the bag, man. Amazing. Shout out to everybody who's been listening. We'll be covering more this week on Fan Bro Show. This has been Special Delivery alongside, or I mean, with your boy DJ Ben Amin and Kimsonian Space Ghost producer. Shout out to France. You know, we did it big today, 3 0. Nice, nice, nice. Also, you know, France, Tony Parker taking that chip once again. I'll take credit for that as well, sure. Word up. That's how we do. Peace, God bless you, and good night. Good night. Fan